0: Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim, one of the biggest sporting events in the world is the NCAA tournament. It tends to be a lot about the coaches in the NCAA tournament, and one of those is Tom Izzo. Uh, I heard his record is just incredible on one day in between the two games. So the second game of the weekend, so something like 27-6 and six in his career. There is some fast adjustments sometimes that need to be made in college basketball, and Izzo seems to be the guy to do it.
1: Yes, and obviously when you're talking about adjustments, one of the biggest things you're talking about is you're talking about uh, defensive adaptation. How do you apply what your strengths are defensively to whomever the next opponent is? And he's just exceptional at that. Helps that they always play good defense there, so they're not trying to gear up to do something they haven't already done. Uh, Also... Very rarely is he had an offense that is dependent on one player. Mm -hmm. They don't have to have one guy score. They don't have to have one person get hot. Uh, They tend to move the ball. They tend to have strong guard play. Strong guard play ends up being so important in these elimination games. Um, And he's very good within the game, too. You know, Mm -hmm. no matter how much you prepare, you're going to deal with something in the game that you, don't, you didn't have time to prepare for him. and he and his coaching staff are very good at adapting to whatever is happening. Uh,
0: another guy that I enjoy watching and am amazed by uh, how he gets it done is Mark Few at Gonzaga. I mean, it's a little Jesuit school out there in Washington. Now, he wasn't the guy who got things started, wasn't it, Dan Munson, who kind of got things started there at Gonzaga?
1: Yeah, Dan Monson was really the first guy to have big success out there. Listen, they had John Stockton play there back in the day. They've okay. always had a good basketball program. But they really hit the national consciousness uh, when Dan Monson was the head coach there. Of course, the Gophers hired Monson after Monson beat the Gophers in the NCAA tournament. And Dan was not a good fit here, and I don't think he ever really wanted, loved it here. I think they made an offer he couldn't refuse. I think he regretted leaving there for here also. Mark Few has had more success than Dan Monson, so they might have hired the wrong guy. Few mm-hmm. is an excellent coach, uh, and Gonzaga has a very uh, established pattern now. They are very good in the regular season. They tend to be very good in the early rounds of the NCAA tournament. They tend to not be as good, you know. They tend to not f- follow through and be as good in the latter rounds. They've had some mm-hmm. some success, obviously, uh, but you know they they
0: are kind of a a.
1: Powerhouse who doesn't always play like a powerhouse when they get to like the last three rounds of the NCAA tournament.
0: Yeah, a, a, an easy team to pull for. You know, I've heard few asked, you know, how come you haven't decided to move along? And he said, Me and my wife and family are incredibly happy here. Why would I give that up uh, just to, you know, increase my pay or or my standing uh, a little bit? He said, it doesn't make any sense. I'm right where I want to be. I'm happy here. He's probably going to stay. And, and, uh, you know, I'm sure Gonzaga uh, is certainly happy to to have him there. And there was a Minnesota pipeline for a while up to Gonzaga, too. I don't think that's uh, they don't have anybody right now. But they did get some good players from, from Minnesota.
1: Yeah, and Suggs, of course, was one of the best that they've had. Um, And, you know, I I just think more coaches should think in terms of stability rather than just the next payday because, you know, so many coaches, they advance to a level where they end up being unhappy and end up getting fired. And, and, I mean, Gonzaga, you can compete for national championship. You're going to be good every year. It's a cool place to live. Um, You know, I, I just don't know why you would want something other than that.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I watch Eric Musselman coach at Arkansas, and here he is advancing to the Sweet 16 again. And I can't help but wonder, what if Eric Musselman was the coach at the U? Didn't he? Hasn't he had some interest and shown some interest in the University of Minnesota job?
1: Well, he has expressed interest in the job, but he's never followed through. So ah. it's probably just negotiating ploy. Uh tell you what, at Arkansas. He gets great athletes, and he's built a powerhouse program that can competes very well in the NCAA tournament. Again, why would you leave that to come to a place that hasn't had a good program in a long, long time? I think he's just used the U to get raises. Well, it, it, let's
0: uh, shame on him then for, for doing that. <laughs> That's
1: right. well, oh, horrible horrible idea.
0: I know. Why would he do such a thing? Uh, hey, you know, and then there's a couple of guys that uh, their reputations uh, at one point at least were sullied and here they uh, have gotten back into the game and are into the Sweet 16. I think, of course, of Kelvin Sampson at Houston and uh, Bruce Pearl at Tennessee. Uh, both guys have, you know, had uh, violations in their background and are back in the game and are good coaches and are, and are good leaders of men, but, you know, struggle to recruit, would those guys have suffered those same fates back in those days if the rules were such as they are today?
1: Uh, good question. I don't know. And and I will say this about both those guys. They've both been caught cheating mm-hmm. and they're, they're both very good coaches and they're kind of brilliant. It's mm-hmm. kind of like Nelson Cruz when he came here as a former, uh, somebody who had tested positive for steroids. Cheerful cheaters tend to have take less junk than everybody else. If you're defiant about it, if you fight against it, if you try to pretend it's not reality, you're just gonna have, you're gonna inspire people to continue reminding you that yes, it is reality. They're, they just kind of shrug go, ah, we kind of got caught that one time, but hey, how about my kids? you know I mean they just, they just kind of brush it off in a very very in, almost endearing way.
0: Yeah, that's right. And, and and Bruce Pearl in particular. I mean, when he got axed for recruiting he went straight onto TV. Uh you know, yep. completely shamelessly, didn't worry about it at all. And honest, I shouldn't say shamelessly. That makes it seem uh, a little worse than than maybe what went on. I don't really know what went on. I, I just know I I enjoy watching Bruce Pearl whether he's coaching or or talking on television.
1: Yeah, and Calvin Sampson's kind of the same guy yeah. and and and, it, and the, what makes it difficult if you want to be the person who looks down on them is they probably got caught doing what most coaches do. They just yeah. got caught. Right. You know, it's like, uh, I mean, we've heard about John Wooden having a, a certain system set up to get the best players. I mean, it's been going on for every for years at all levels. Uh, the coach you, you, that you personally really like and think is full of integrity has probably found a way to cheat. Not getting caught.
0: (laughs) So where are we at with the Gopher? Uh, I I like the new hire for the Gopher women's basketball program. Uh, Plenty of experience. She comes in as a longtime winning uh, head coach. That seems like a a great hire for them.
1: Uh, She does make a lot of sense. She's played in the Midwest. She's recruited Minnesota before. She had success in South Dakota. She goes to West Virginia for one year. I've been to West Virginia. I would have gotten out of there after a year myself. Uh, Gets to come back here, take over a very talented young team, uh, with not a massive amount of pressure, it's really kind of a, a good fit for her and for the program. Now, does that mean she's going to succeed long term? Nobody knows, but she seems to be a very logical hire.
0: Yeah, I'll have to hear someone say her name for me to figure that one out.
1: Bluzewicz, wheat I think, but I'm okay. going to the press conference today, and I will double check
0: that. All right, very good. So press conference today—that's good to hear. Yes. Uh, and then, unfortunately, uh, you know Ben Johnson of the Go for Men's program—he lost two of his best players to the transfer portal.
1: Yeah, you know, what I've been, I said most of the year uh, was I would give Whalen at least another year with this group, but I also understand the firing because her team was not playing like a well-coached team. Uh, I would have given her another year, but I can't really make too strong a case for her. Ben Johnson, I was saying, hey, you hire a young and experienced head coach to come right into the Big Ten as his first coaching job, you better give him some time. Yep. But that's, that was when I assumed that he was going to continue to build the program. The, tour, the program's already been torn but back down to the studs. Yep. Uh, he's, he's not going to have any – he's already lost his best recruit. He now is losing two players that you thought he'd be able to build around. He has one Big Ten player on the roster right now in Dawson Garcia. Um, you know, it's just – this is not going well. I, I don't know how to – I don't know how you can look at that program and have any optimism right now.
0: Yeah, it is tough and and feel bad for them. But, you know, it was a big job to step into. So, uh, like you said, right down to the the studs once again here. And for the Twins, uh, things are starting the new year, kind of how we finished last year with injury news. Now, uh, 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 Falvey comes out and says yesterday that Jorge Polanco won't be ready for opening day. That's not a huge surprise uh, to people, though, is it? I mean, he'd been struggling with that knee since last year.
1: Yes, uh, Falvey was saying early in camp that he th- he was he thought and he was hopeful that uh, Polanco was on track to start opening day. So this is a setback, uh, mm-hmm. and and the me this is a very good, very deep team. The one real question about it is who's going to bat three, four, five and produce runs. Mm-hmm. Polanco is going to be one of those guys starting the season without him. Is a bad sign. I, there's no way sugarcoating. It's a bad sign. Doesn't have doesn't mean it's going to destroy the season, but it certainly is not a good development.
0: Yeah, Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at five sports at Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.